Hey, Gigawatt Birds. Welcome back to my podcast, Gigawatt Birds 67. This is your host, Diane. Well, in today's uh, episode, um, well, I really don't know um, uh, well, uh, what to talk about. I, I mean, actually, I, I do know what to talk about. Um, something really, really horrible happened uh, yesterday. Um, well, I mean, I, I knew all this time, but um, but as I've said before, it, it was hard. It, it was financially hard. It was financially difficult. And I spent the majority of the time just worried about it and crying about it. And I think that's where mostly my depression, anxieties, and panic attacks came from. And I believe that's what my, uh, probably what my sores were all about um, because I was constantly worried. Even though people kept telling me, you know, oh, don't stre- don't worry about anything, just concentrate on dad, you know, just concentrate on, you know, just, wor- you know, just worry about him, don't worry about anything else. But, I mean, I still had to worry about something. I mean, I still have had my own bills to pay, you know. I mean, not only was I not to, uh, uh, from according to people, you know, not, not only, you know, you know, worry about my dad, but, you know, or just worry about him, but don't worry about anything else. Uh, but I had, you know, but at the time I had to worry about his bills. I had to worry about his, you know, the, his, the, his money, you know, because I had to make sure that everything was still up and running. But, um, but anyways, uh, the, the situation while he was at the hospital had, had was kind of bad, but it, it's been rectified. Uh, it's been fixed. Uh, um, I, well, at least we're getting there, uh, his financial situation and, um, things that was going on. I mean, uh, long story short, it's, uh, it's, it's getting there. It's, it's, uh, it's almost to the conclusion where everything is okay on my dad's part. But yet, let's talk about what was going on with me and my life and the situation that I was facing and my husband as well you know I mean what people don't seem to think about is that uh yeah you know uh we need to think about the invalid you know the patient you know we need to think about them first you know we may, we need to make sure that everything is okay with them and we need to make sure that uh that that everything is running smoothly everything is uh, going smoothly but what people don't seem to realize is that the person that is trying to take care of the patient, uh, I, I noticed that no one has even bothered to say, you know, mentally, you know, especially uh, taking care of, you know, a patient like my dad who has slight dementia, who uh, who I had to learn off the bat on how to feed my father because I got no training. I had to record when... Uh, the, the first time when my dad was going to be released and I found out that I was the one that was going to take charge of his, of him and that I was going to feed him, you know, through the tube. I had no idea uh, what I was going to do or what to do or how to do it. Uh, my brother did get some sort of, you know, just uh, the same like me, you know, just, just one-off training, but that was it. And as for me, the same, but I had to record it though. I recorded it because that was the only time that, uh, that I had received, tra- uh, 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 if you want to call it training on how to take care of my dad, uh, you know, by feeding him through the tube. 
and uh and the same thing you know uh, uh because i think the next time that i went back that was like about a few days later they again they showed me and again i uh, i filmed it you know i filmed it and uh rec- you know i recorded it from my phone and uh i i believe the way i understood it uh, at the time uh my dad was supposed to my dad was supposed to be taken to a facility for rehabilitation and um and uh, and i was to go with him uh every now you know uh um every now and then i believe to so that way i i can see you know how you know well you know how they were going to treat him and everything and i think plus they were going to show me how to you know how to feed him and everything through the tube they were supposed to do all that but they they again they they didn't and and there was a lot of a lot of uh problems that was arising at the time and uh so and then plus my dad had gotten covid and that was another setback so in the end my dad did not end up going to uh to a facility you know i mean he wasn't gonna stay there he was just gonna be picked up from the hospital taken there uh to the facility and they were gonna do what they were gonna do to him you know they were gonna uh, do the physical therapies uh, on him and then of course they were gonna send him back to the hospital you know like that and of course uh, you know i'll you know i was gonna go to for the at least for the training part on the you know on the feeding tube part but uh, again um that didn't happen and so uh so of course you know my my learnings were just off the bat you know um so and i had to uh like i said i had to record it and um and so anyways uh it was just i mean i had no idea what i was doing um and, and you know yeah i mean and and to be fair yeah i mean flash forward to today yeah i i guess i pretty much know now what to do but still there's some things that that i still need you know a lot of patience i still need a lot of uh accuracy you know i have to be very careful that you know because when it comes to uh, you know doing that feeding tube i have to be careful because you know i have to drain them and then i have to feed them and then drain them again and then afterwards i i have to give him his pills and there will be times where i'll be like wait a minute did i give him his pills or you know um i mean i i have to be very very you know i have, i mean i have to be focused on my dad and on and on what i'm doing i have to be really careful that i don't overdose him by accident so i have to constantly make sure that everything that i'm doing i'm doing and like i tell my husband i said don't don't ever interrupt me when i'm busy doing that part because i will forget there have been times where i forgot to uh flush him and i just start feeding him and uh so i have to flush him twice i mean just to make up for the because i didn't flush him the first time you know so i mean that's how i do things you know i do it like that i mean i don't know that if that is even going to help but if it does then it does if it doesn't then it doesn't i don't know so you know so those are just kind of minor examples right there and um but anyways uh back to uh what i was talking about you know yeah i mean er- everybody you know is like uh concerned about you know about the patient but nobody nobody bothers to even think how the person who is taking care of like me for example uh you know um that's taking care of the patient how 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 is she doing how how are they doing you know because like i said my husband is helping me as well and not and not just that but he's got to go to work too he goes to work and then of course he comes home and he has to help me you know and i know that he's exhausted i know he's hungry tired and exhausted but he comes straight home to help me you know <clears throat> and i appreciate him for that you know i love him so much and um 
and I'm very grateful, you know, because not a lot of guys would do that, you know. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to cry here. But anyways, you know, you get what I'm saying, you know. And so anyways, nobody bothers to check on the person to see how they're doing mentally, you know, and physically and emotionally, you know. Nobody bothers to say, how you doing, you know, how you doing, Diane? How you doing, Ken? I mean, I know that taking care of, you know, dad is a, is, is a lot. It's a lot of hard work. It's very hard. And um, sometimes I feel like I'm going to go crazy, you know. But uh, thank God I haven't. Thank God I'm keeping it together from my father, you know, from my dad. You know. But, um, but nobody, like I said, nobody seems to, you know, they seem to forget about the person, you know. That's how I feel, that it seems that people just seem to forget you know, about the the person on how they're doing, you know. And so, so of course, you know, uh, and not just uh, physically and emotionally, but also financially. As I said before on my, on my last podcast, we have been struggling. Me and my husband have, has been, have been struggling and to pay our bills. So that's why our phones went out because my husband, uh, you know, wasn't, um, you know, wasn't going to work as often. And plus he was home taking care of, helping me take care of my, my dad. So, but, um, but at the same time, I was also to the point where I need to find work. I mean, but I can't physically leave the house because somebody has to stay in the house. And since I'm the only one that knows how to do the, the, um, the pig tube feeding because nobody, nobody in, in my family knows how to do it. And my husband doesn't know how to do it. And uh, he's kind of clumsy when it comes to that. Yes, he's there. He sees me do it. But he, he's, his hands are just not, I mean, he's clumsy. And so I, I really wouldn't, you know, c- count on him and trust him to do that, you know. And so I, so I have to be the one to do it. So I can't just get a job and go out and work and have my husband stay home because then he won't he'll have trouble feeding him uh taking care of my dad and then my dad you know prefers that I take care of him because if he you know has my husband do it because my 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 dad will get kind of feisty and and agitated he doesn't like you know someone that's not his kid to take care of him he prefers me because I'm his kid so uh so I I understand I totally get it so that's why I, I had mentioned, you know, on my past podcasts, uh, on my, you know, my, on my past shows that, um, that I was, uh, looking for work, remote work and I haven't found one yet, you know? And, um, and like I said, I mean, everything was shutting down, you know, my, my internet service, my, my phones are, are, they're just dead. I mean, I mean, but thanks to the internet, because I, I'm keeping up with the internet at least because with the internet, I, I can still, uh, function, uh, you know, through, uh, through my tablets and my phone, even though the phones are not working, but I can still receive, uh, text messages and, you know, from family and friends and, and even the, uh, the, the, um, the therapy, the therapists that come to see my dad, I can reach him by text as well. I just cannot make outside calls and calls cannot come into me. And and it's an iPhone. iPhones are really great about, about that part when it comes to uh, connecting to internet service, even though the phones are not working, but the internet service works just fine. 
Now, I am using my dad's phone, and uh, my, my dad has a prepaid phone, so I'm using that phone to make uh, phone calls, you know, for outside and inside, inside calls. So, yeah, so that's how we're functioning. That is how we're running. And again, no, there's really no money coming in except my dad's, my, you know, because he's getting his, uh, his retirement money. And that's how we're, you know, we're paying for, uh, for his bills. And his, uh, and, and of course his, um, you know, we, you know, uh, we buy, you know, groceries for that too. And, uh, but, oh, but just so y'all know, my dad is not paying our bills. Okay. He is not paying our bills. That is our responsibility. So whenever my husband works and he gets paid, that's the money that we use to pay our bills. Because I just want you guys to know that my dad is not, and I repeat, he is not paying our bills. So it's just, you know, my husband, like I said, whenever he, he, uh, they, you know, there's uh, like, uh, something going on where he works at, like, uh, if there's a show or if there's a, cause that's the, that's the job that he has right now, but he is trying to look for another, another job where he will work, you know, a full-time job, you know? And so right now it's just kind of like part-time, but, you know, but it'll be on, on and off work. You know, I mean, if there's something going on, they'll call him to, you know, in to come to work. But if there's nothing going on, then, you know, he won't, then there's no work, but he spends the majority of the time when he, the days that he does not work, he will help me. And, um, and, and believe me, I've tried everything, you know, I've tried, you know, getting paid for, you know, taking care of my dad. But that has been a big no because it's, it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of process that goes through that. And there's a lot of, uh, other things that, that go into that. And uh, I'm not, and if you know what I'm talking about, then I'm not even going to bring it up, but there's just a bunch of stuff that, uh, that goes into it. And, uh, and plus other things that, um, yeah. So that's why we're, we can't even, uh, we're, we're not even considering that anymore. So we're back at square one. So we're just stuck. So that's why now I'm trying to look for remote work. And, um, and it's hard. It is very, very hard. And like I said, uh, we've already, uh, you know, lost our, I mean, I mean, I still have my phone. It's still working, but we no longer have, like I said, phone service, uh, me or my husband. And, um, there was just a bunch of stuff that were, that were shutting off, that were getting cut off and the internet but the internet is the only one that we are keeping up and making sure that it's kept up but we also had our storage uh that i had that i was worried about um it was a storage that i've had for a very long time i've had that i've had um a, a two storages well first i started out with one storage but then when i was uh moving out of my apartment i still wanted that one storage but somehow i ended up with two storages and I've had them with me for a, you know, me and my husband had our storages for a very long time. A very, very, very long time. Um, I want to say um, I started with this company, uh, with, you know, the storage company, like in, uh, oh my God. I want, I really can't remember, but I want to say either 2003 or 2004. I don't remember. Or maybe it goes way back. Um, like maybe uh, 1999. It's possible 1999 or uh, it, it's, it's between the, uh, those years, those times uh, between, I want to say between 1999 till to 2004 when I first got my storage 
my first storage. It was a small one, and uh, but then it, it it got bigger because we had to move uh, the the storages to a to a bigger size because um, uh, they were going to renovate that area where my store both where my small storage was. So I had to get you know uh, a big size because that's all they had available. Which was fine, you know, because I figured, well, you know, I can start storing some stuff in there, which I kind of did, you know, throughout the years, you know. Um, and then when I moved to the apartment and uh, well, that's what ended up happening. You know, I still kept my storage and, um, you know, just in case. But uh, so while I was, you know, living in my apartment for like about close to almost almost close to nine years. And, um, but anyways, when the time came that, uh, that I had to move out, uh, there was a lot of reasons why I couldn't keep my apartment anymore. Um, uh, we were, you know, constantly late for the, uh, on paying the rent. And, um, <clears throat> and we were also constantly, uh, not getting enough hours. I mean, I was still working enough hours, but it was my husband <clears throat> that was struggling for hours, but I was still getting hours, but not very much, but I, you know, but I, I was still constantly working, but not enough hours that I wished to, that I hoped to. So we were, you know, struggling even then. Um, I mean, there were times where it was, it you know, they were, they were good times. And then there were times there were bad times. So, but we still struggled. We struggled and struggled financially. And, uh, I mean, we struggled emotionally and everything. I mean, just everything that goes into, you know, into marriage and to, you know, uh, how, you know, you know, uh, trying to live and, you know, uh, live the dream, the American dream, you know, you know, your, uh, your apartment, you know, your first apartment, that was my first apartment, by the way, it was mine's and my husband's first apartment. And like I said, we lived there for almost nine years. And, but like I said, but the time came that we just couldn't afford the apartment anymore. And, um, and we also, um, and I also had to go come back home, uh, to take care of my dad because my dad was, you know, you know, he, uh, cause he kept asking me, he was like, you know, he wanted me to come home, but I really didn't want to come home yet, you know. But then when I saw that we were constantly laid on paying our rent and we were always getting locked out of our apartment because, you know, because we didn't make the payment that day. And so, of course, and even though we would talk to them, we would go to the office before heading to work. I would talk to the uh, landlord uh, or the landlady, whatever. And I would talk to her and tell her, look, you know, please don't lock us out. Because, but, you know, I'm getting my check, you know, in a few days. And if you can just wait and I will pay you what I owe you, you know. And she would be like, yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. And so I would go to work and then uh, my husband would be coming home from work, calling me, telling me, uh, guess what? They locked us out. And I'm like, well, I just spoke with the uh, with the landlady and I told her and explained to her. And she said that they weren't going to lock us out, but they locked us out. <laughs> so, of course, I had to uh, I had to go. I had to go home, but I had to go home early. I had to uh, talk to my manager at my job. And I, ha I was like, look, I got to. I have a situation, I have an emergency, and I, I got to leave. And, of course, I had to leave and, you know, early from my job and go take care of the situation. So, of course, I called, uh, you know, the, the management and said, look, I spoke with the landlady before I left for work. And I explained to her the, the situation, and she said that she would not lock us out. But here you guys are locking us out. So, of course, you know, oh, and at the time, and I remember that there were times that our phone wasn't working. So, of course, was, I mean, it was working. Oh, we had to use a payphone, actually, because they had a payphone there. So, I had to use a payphone to call my dad. And so, my dad came and picked us up. 
and that's when we uh used the uh the phone that hit my dad's phone because i didn't have enough change i mean i probably i mean i'm sure you're probably thinking well why didn't you call you know the landlady well the problem with that was that um i didn't have uh my uh because I had all the information, the contacts stored in that, in the little phone. So, um, I couldn't, uh, that's right. The, the, the prepaid, and it was a prepaid phone. Yeah. It wasn't working. Cause I hadn't, I hadn't put any money in there. That's what, that's what had happened. And that's why I had used the pay phone because I had to call my dad. So my dad came and picked us up and, and, and took us home, uh, took us to, uh, to my dad, to his house, my dad's house. And from there, that's when I made the phone call to the office uh, and explained to them, look, you know, y'all need to come back out and open the door to let us in because we, you know, I spoke with the, the manager there and she said that she wouldn't lock us out. So why did you lock us out? I mean, uh, and so they would be apologetic and they would be like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to be out there in an hour and we'll, you know, unlock the door. Y'all can come back home and, you know, y'all can come back to the apartment. And we would, and I would be like, okay. And so, of course, my dad, you know, would take us back over there like an hour later because my dad would be like, well, y'all can stay. It's been the night. And I said, well, no, because I was in my uniform and so was my husband. So we were both in our uniforms. So there was no way that we could have spent the night there because I didn't have no clothes at my dad's house. I mean, all my clothes were at my apartment. And so I went, we went, my dad dropped us off an hour later. And then, you know, of course, you know, we found our door not being locked anymore or blocked or whatever you want to call it. So we went in and everything. So, yeah. So those were, those were the things that we were going through at the time. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a horrible experience that I'm sure none of y'all want to ever go through. But, uh, but yeah, but, but that's what we were going through at the time. And, um, but anyways, when the time came for, for uh, renewal, my, I was like, I don't even know if I want to even stay here anymore. And, of course, my dad has been asking me, you know, for a long while now that he wanted, you know, us to come back home. Well, he wanted me to come back home. And so I just told my husband, you know what, we're just going to go back home. We're just going to go home and uh, and just give up, you know. But my husband didn't have a problem with that. He was like, yeah, that's fine. And so we had to put all our furnitures, everything, we had to put everything into the uh, into the storage, that large storage that we had. And um, And so I remember I had rented out another one because I was only going to put, I was only going to keep one storage. And so I was going to just put everything else in that small storage. But somehow, somehow I just ended up with two of them because of the way, you know, my, my family, my, uh, threw, they just threw everything. I mean, they just cluttered everything inside. I mean, they were just throwing everything in there. I didn't even have boxes. I had to bag everything. Um, and everything was just thrown in there. And so and that's how it stayed and so I ended up with the second storage and the other half that I couldn't fit into the first storage ended up in the second storage and so so I was paying like pretty much uh, I think uh, uh, for both storages all together uh, I think the smaller one I was paying $115 no 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 that was a larger one 115 and the small one I was but it was still large but it was small smaller than the first one I was paying uh, 87, I think, and altogether I was paying 200 and uh, I think it was 203, 203 dollars. I think that's how much I was uh, paying uh, for both storages. Okay, now, like I said, uh, throughout the years while I was still at the apartment, 
I mean, it was getting close where we were getting evicted almost. And I almost lost my storage the first time. So, but we were given permission to, uh, uh, to pay monthly, you know, until we were all caught up. Because I think we had owed close to 7000 because we were, you know, late. And, um, and pl- plus the uh, fees were piling up, you know. And so, um, so, of course, you know, they put us on a payment plan. Now, this time around, uh, like I said, I had my storages. But, I, but because of what, what, what is going on right now, um, I'm not working. I'm taking care of my dad. He needs 24-7 care. And my husband is struggling himself uh, with hours from his job. And he's also struggling to find another job. And I'm trying to find, find another job. But as remote work, though, I can't, I can't physically leave the house. I have to work from home. So we're both struggling financially big time. And like I said, everything has shut down. Uh, the only thing that's running is my uh, is my internet service. And so my phones are, are gone, but they're still working through text messages be- thanks to the Wi-Fi. And um, so the storages that I've had for years, well, sad to say they're gone. They're gone. Uh, they were put up they were put up for auction uh, yesterday. And, uh, so they're gone. They're just, I mean, they're just gone. I mean, yeah, the lady who sold, she said that the second, which was the smaller storage, it didn't have that much stuff in it. Um, according to her, she said that was sold off. Uh, everything that was in there. I don't even remember what was in there, but, um, but there, uh, it wasn't that much. Um, but still, um, uh, they were, uh, she said that that sold off really quick and that, but the other storage that had, that had more stuff in it, the bigger one, uh, nothing sold. So, uh, but she did say that the person who bought all the stuff from the, from the smaller storage, uh, he heard about my situation and that he, uh, he wanted my phone number because he wanted to get in contact with me to see about returning some of the stuff that he bought, you know, see if what stuff that I wanted or whatever. And I, and this, uh, dude, this just happened yesterday. So I haven't heard from this person yet. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, uh, uh that bought this, um, uh, um, my, the stuff, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, um, but anyways, um, she said that, that she, uh, with, you know, with my permission, uh, if I, she could give this person my phone number to contact me. And I said, yeah, sure, sure. That's fine. Now, as for the first storage, uh, the bigger one, I don't know, but, um, but I had a lot of, I mean, me and my husband worked very, very hard for our stuff, our furnitures, um, but I know that the last time I went there, I went in there, uh, which was a few years. It was a was a it was a long time. It was it was a while. It was like years ago. The furnitures were crumbling already, so it I don't know. But I, uh, but I had but still I had other furnitures that I don't know um, if they were still you know put together. I don't I don't know because like I said the last time that I went there, I all I did was put my hand on one of the dressers, and it fell apart. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But. Uh, but anyways, so, so yeah, so I don't, I don't, so I understand why it didn't sell because it was at this point, some of the furniture was just nothing but crap. I mean, it was just falling apart. Um, and so, but still I had, you know, pictures of my family, you know, my, my grandmother, my, my nieces, my, and then of course my nephew and, um, my, just my family, you know, that I, I had to quickly store in there and now they're, they're gone. They're just gone. Everything is gone now. And, uh, and that, and that's what I've, uh, like I said er, uh, early in the podcast, uh, that I, I, you know, I, 
I'm not going to say I believe. I know that's where my depression and my anxieties and my panic attacks were coming from because I knew that I was going to lose my storages. I mean, I know that those are just materialistic things. I can always get them again. I mean, I can, I mean, uh, and you know how people say, you know, when you die, you're not going to take that stuff with you. I, I understand that. But we work hard. We work hard for all our stuff. And just to lose it in just that one day yesterday. And I feel so, so sad. I feel real sad. Real bad. And I'm trying not to cry here. But, but that's how I feel. I feel sad. And I don't know what I'm going to... I don't know what I don't know what 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 my next step should be, but I mean, I know I ha- I, I know I know I have to go on. I mean, I know I'm like, I mean, I had a lot of stuff in there. I even had my mom's stuff in there too, because my mom uh, before she passed away, my mom wanted me to put some of her stuff uh, in the uh, in the storage. You know, um, they were I think there were lamps and uh, and some other little knickknacks here and there, but they're gone. Like I said, just like my mom is gone, though my my mom's things are gone. I mean, if it feels like she died all over again, you know, that's what it feels like. It feels like all that hard work we put in, you know, into our lives, everything, you know, it, and just to be gone for one day, it just feels like a funeral. You know, it feels like, like I lost my mom all over again, you know, and it feels like I lost myself too. Like, it feels like I died myself, like my, like my spirit died, you know, and I understand again, I understand people up out there would probably say this is just materialistic stuff you can always replace them maybe certain things you can but when it comes to family pictures and uh you know you can't replace those i lost those and i will never get them back again but anyways but at the same time you know it feels like a big weight has lifted off my shoulders and I I kind of feel like I feel free in a way I mean even though I feel bad I feel sad but it also feels like I've been holding on to that stuff for years and I, and it also feels like I mean I needed to let go of those things you know but still these are things that I will never get back again not unless whoever got the stuff you know has a heart and will call me and tell me, hey, you know, I see some pictures here. Do you want them back? Yes, I want my pictures back. But if I can't, you know, if I can't get them back, then I got to let it go. I got to let them go and just start new, new, new pictures, you know, I guess. I don't know. But I'm just hoping that because there are some things that I'm remembering that I think I did bring back home with me. And I think I might have them stored here in the house, I hope. But if not, then they're gone. And I have to accept that, you know? And um, I have to accept that. And, uh, but yeah, right now it feels like a funeral. But at the same time, it feels like a, like a release, like a relief, you know, that I don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, you know, I don't have to worry about paying those storages anymore. And that's the last time I'm ever gonna store anything in a storage facility because they suck. They, they don't care, you know, because when I called up there, you know, uh, several, you know, you know, I've been calling up there and they've been calling me too. And I've been trying to, you know, get the money together so I could start, you know, so I could pay it. But like I said, it was, uh, it was a financial struggle. 
and when I called yesterday yeah they, they did seem kind of nice but then later on you know the girl that I spoke with kind of you know started to get rude you know like she didn't like she didn't care you know and um and as I told her you know when I hung up you know I was like you know I hope you don't go through with what I'm going through you know because it's you know because what you're doing to to me you know it's I mean I understand that it's your job but you're being rude now I mean you're talking to me like you don't care you know I mean that's what I told her so I was you know I was upset but you know but whatever you know but I wasn't rude to her you know but she was the one that was rude to me you know and I was still talking to her as normal as I could you know even though I was so sad and depressed but I still cried a little bit here and there and like I said they uh, they they did try to help help me and everything but but in the end it just it didn't work out um I couldn't I mean I was able to gather uh, a few uh, you know a couple of hundred bucks but they wouldn't accept it it was already too late you know according to them so anyways um yeah my stuff is gone the storages that I've had for for a long long time they're gone now and uh, but again as I was saying uh, I'm never gonna store anything ever again because like I said if, if you're late they they charge you fees and if you still can't pay it by the next month they start charging you a hundred dollars a day but they didn't do that though I mean I'm grateful for them for that they didn't uh, I explained my situation and um, they and uh, but from what I noticed they didn't uh, charge me a hundred dollars a day and I thanked them for that but still though um, you know yeah when I spoke to that uh, lady yesterday I mean she didn't have to sound rude or anything you know she didn't have to be rude to me you know I mean I just felt like I just felt that that she acted like I already did you a favor so you know what I mean I mean that that's the kind of uh uh that that's the intake that I got from her like you know I I you know I did this and that for you so now you know you know I mean you didn't do I mean I'm not gonna worry about you anymore you know I mean that that's the attitude that I got from her like like she didn't care anymore and um which is fine that's fine because it is her job but still, you know, please don't talk to someone who's, uh, you know, as, especially after everything that I explained to her. And again, I'm not trying to give a sob story, but it's not a sob story. It is what I'm going through. And uh, and it's a lot, you know, for me to carry on my shoulders. And um, you would think that you sh- I mean, you would I mean, you would think that she would have a, just a little bit of empathy, you know, because I know I have been in situations where I'm on the other side of the table where I mean, I, I've. I, I've been there where uh, where somebody else is going through something like the jobs that I used to have. I used to, I mean, I never, ever spoke to anybody like the way she spoke with me. I mean, I just felt she was kind of rude, you know, in the end. And um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful to her that she did, you know, uh, from what I noticed, uh, she didn't charge me one hundred dollars a day. Otherwise, I would have ended up owing more than um, than what I saw on the, you know, on the bill that I owed. And uh, I mean, it was a lot, but it wasn't what it wasn't the amount that I thought it was going to be. But anyways, but I am grateful for, for that. But still, never, ever again, never again. And plus, there was a lot of stuff that was said, you know, that because I not only did I speak, speak, uh, spoke with her, but I spoke with her other manager also. And I mean, it, it's like, you know, they, they say one thing and then another and then she says another. Like, like, for example, because uh, when I asked uh, uh well, what happens to the pictures? Because 
I mean, I mean, it's garbage to others what is, you know, precious to us, you know. So what are those other people going to do with pictures? And then my, you know, because I had, you know, I had my pictures in there, my family pictures. And I also had, um, you know, stuff that was very personal that, uh, you know, like, like, uh, like, like, not birth certificate, but like my, my marriage certificate was in there. And, uh, and I had some other stuff in there. What are they going to do with that? You know, I mean, what are they going to do with that? And that's what I asked her, you know, but I didn't ask, you know, but I, I asked her nicely. I said, while I was crying, I said, well, what, ha- what, what happens to the pictures and, um, and my, and my, you know, and, my, and the, you know, marriage and whatever, you know. And so she told me that whatever that does not get sold. And, and this was explained to me before the auction, which was on the 13th when I called. And she said, well, uh, what doesn't get sold uh, we will gather together and then we will put it in our office and we'll give you a call so you can come pick it up. That's how she told me. So when yesterday, when I called to verify that the other lady that I spoke to was like, no, no, we're just gonna get rid of all, get rid of everything. Uh, I mean, she made it sound like she did, like she did, doesn't know anything about that. And I said, well, that's not what that other lady said that I spoke to. And, uh, she, and she kind of tried to make it sound like she was the only one that I spoke to. And I said, no. Um, uh, the lady that I spoke to, cause I'm very bad with names. I can remember the, the names, but then she later made, mentioned her name. I think she said her name was Sarah or something. Okay. Okay. Well, you sit up there saying that you were the only lady that, that I spoke to, but then all of a sudden you mentioned, Oh, you must've spoke with Sarah. Okay. Yeah. I did speak with, with two different people, not just you, you know, and that's what I told her. I said, I spoke with another lady and actually she was the one that called me. And I think she was the, uh, the, the, the other manager that's higher than you. She was the one that told me that, and plus I even told her, and plus she sounded a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, you know, she sounded a little bit more hyper, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, more happier, you know, she had a happier tone uh, rather than her, and that's what I told her, and I go, she doesn't, she does not sound like you, I mean, I can distinguish between the two, yeah, I was crying and distraught because I was getting ready to lose my stuff, but I can still tell the difference between two women that I spoke, that I, you know, that I had spoken to. And um, so I know that it wasn't you who told me that. I mean, you might have, you might have said something else different, but that's not what we talked about. As a matter of fact, I spoke to the other lady about that. And she was the one that told me that that's what she would do. So all this happened yesterday. So, um... And like I said, uh, she did uh, the uh, the rude lady. Um, I guess that's what I'll call her. I can't remember what her name is. I don't remember if her, if her name was Angela or... But I'm going to call her rude lady. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she was the one who said that uh, that the person who bought the second storage, the smaller one, uh, he was going to... Or she was going to give me a call. And uh, we were going to, you know, figure out what, what to do about my stuff. And, um, and as for... Uh, the, the other lady that, that, that was nice, nicer, she told me that this, but, the, but I spoke to her on, on the 13th though. So and that's what she told me that whatever doesn't get sell, uh, or doesn't get sold, uh, would, uh, be in their office. Um, like, you know, like the pictures and, uh, marriage, uh, marriage certificate or, you know, paperwork, whatever that, you know, that's personal. They would, it would be in the, the office and they would give me a call. Okay, well, today is Friday, and the auction happened yesterday, and uh, so, uh, I, and the place doesn't open up until 9 o'clock. So, we shall see. We shall see if I get a call, or if I get a call also from the person that bought my stuff. And, 
we'll see if I hear from them anytime this uh, today or probably tomorrow, you know, over the weekend. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but guys, uh, I mean, if you have, if y'all do decide to do storage, please make sure that you pay your, your thing, your storage on time. And if you know that you're not going to have the money for it, better make sure to take that stuff out and sell them yourself because, you know, I don't know. All I know is that I'm never going to store anything in storages again because they're, they're just, they're criminals. They're, 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 <laughs> that's how I see them. There's, I see them as, uh, as thieves, they're criminals and thieves, you know, and, uh, okay. Well, I just thought, uh, I guess I'll end my, uh, I'll end my, uh, my podcast, uh, I, I ran over 30 minutes, so it's like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, I'll give y'all an update and see what, uh, I'll give you I'll give you guys an update next week and let you know, uh, what happened, uh, uh, I'll let you know if I got the call back from the buyer and the storage facility about my stuff, you know, uh, I just wish that the, I'm, oh, I wish this whole thing is, I just want this whole thing done and over with because I'm, I'm still feeling overwhelmed and I'm still feeling really, really sad because like I said, I've had, I've had my, my whole life ripped away from me, you know, but at the same time though, I feel like a weight has been lifted as well, but it's still a sad day. It's still, it feels sad. It doesn't feel happy. It feels sad, you know, like a relief kind of sad, if you know what I mean. Okay, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye. Or I'll talk to you next week.